0: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me inaugural season review and awards show. I'm Charles, your host, and Danny and Neil are also here to help guide us through what was perhaps one of the most inspiring, dramatic, and exciting seasons of the decade. Just a shame we aren't in a Liverpool podcast, really.
1: Brain again, and he's got it!
2: Gavin was closing in, oh, Gavin has scored! Abdel Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that yeah! yeah! to three!
0: After relegation back to League Two, Dean Austin set about the task of creating a squad capable of going straight back up. Apparently, this meant keeping the majority of the squad still at the club. Only Brendan Maloney and Aaron Phillips were released, while Richard O'Donnell activated a relegation release clause in his contract in order for him to join Bradford and get relegated from League One all over again. (laughs) Joining the club were strikers Andy Williams and Junior Marias, goalkeeper Lewis Ward on loan from Reading, and right-back Hakeem Adoffin from Wolves. Cobblers preseason went well, with the Cobblers winning all of their games, including a 2-0 victory over Manchester United. Surely we would go on and walk lead two after that.
3: It's kindly for Lincoln
4: and here come the imps on the far side. Oh, there's one. Pushed by Tyler. And a free head under the back of the net. From the striker, Mattie Green. And Lincoln make the break in the third minute of the second half. And the Cobbers lead here in Cumbria. Carlo looking to instantly return the Oh, with a chance. Ball's 2-2. Bonvain's got in here. He's got possession. Just outside the six-yard box. Bonvain onto his right foot. Jimmy jones Oh, the back of the kevin Bain what a hero super turn inside the penalty area and the curling right foot strike into the top left hand corner of the net. von Bain scores for the second time this afternoon his third goal in two games he's on fire folks he's punched it away this time and he gets decent distance on it. Brown plays the ball back. Deegan with a shot. That's a decent arse. Two two. And of all the people to score, a second equaliser for Cambridge United is the former cobblers man Gary Deegan. Ball over the top is ended at Leek Smith now at the other end. He's taking it well. Leak Smith is in here and he scores. And Morecambe ends more than seven games without a goal with a goal on the stroke of half time
5: Wonderful stuff uh, thankfully our dismal start to the season came to an end at Colchester United of all places who I think had made if I'm remembering right they'd made quite a good start to the season so um, it was pretty good pretty good to get off the mark there because I think we'd all sat and watched the Morecambe game on the Tuesday and just thought it's going to be a long hard season and it was, it, uh, it was a little bit, little bit of light, a little bit of light at the end of the month, wasn't it, at Colchester? Um, and I think we'd scored in the last minute. I think that was that was at the game that Billy Water scored in the last minute, wasn't it? Uh, to see. it was it was
0: Billy Water's score, but they got an, uh, they got their consolation in the last minute. I think it was.
5: Yeah, and we all thought we oh, were going to come back and draw two two, didn't we? Because that's the way the season had been going. That's that to that's, that's that point. But it was a, it was a. Um, Difficult first month for old Dean Austin, wasn't it? It was. Um, are we
6: are we going to pick up on Tim Oglethorpe calling Kevin Van Veen a hero?
5: I mean, he's not, and he
0: wasn't ever a hero, was he? Scored some decent goals for us, but our hero is
5: uh, uh, pushing it. Uh, I think. Considering that was the third game of the season, wasn't it? <laughs> straight and, hero. And straight. It, not, it definitely not been a hero up till that point. I've got to say, <laughs> That's it, Eddie. Um, yeah no not for me not for me Clive. The the Colchester win was a good win wasn't it and I think we thought at the
6: time that that would be the springboard didn't we? Catalyst.
0: Yeah definitely. We we definitely I, I sat there didn't we the night the day after going do you think we might actually start playing football well now or is that a one off? I don't think actually any of us thought it was a one off. I either did we. I think we kind of all sort of went finally they've they've worked out
5: how to win a game of football. And they played all right as well. I thought, yeah. Don't forget, um, we were waiting for that time when we were about to hammer someone five or six, uh, like Dean Austin was promising from the start of the season. We're still waiting.
4: As Crooks bursting through the middle good run from Crooks goes for goal good strike into the back of the net Northampton down lead two for the season for Matty Crooks that's a super strike 20 yards out bullet right foot in front of the Cobblers fans and Northampton get the breakthrough and they got the goal to merit their first half performance that's a super strike from Crooks an absolute bullet and Northampton time make the breakthrough here in Essex Colchester nil. Northampton 1 this is Hoskett down the left wing, cutting inside the challenge of Eastman, inside to Crooks. On again to Hoskett, Hoskins across on the far side of the challenge, Williams to it. two. It. keeps coming out to him, Williams across the face of the
6: goal, and took it
4: for 2-0! Northampton Town make it 2-0, and Billy Waters has scored his first competitive goal for Northampton Town! one into the penalty, a flick towards goal. Saved by Cornell, into the back of the net. Oh, it's got to be an own goal off Aaron Pierre, hasn't it? Deep into stoppage time. The flick towards goal coming in there from Sami Schmodix. And it hits Cornell and it bounced back off Aaron Pierre into the back of the net. And Colchester to get what we hope will only be a consolation goal deep into stoppage time. There's the full-time whistle and the Cobblers record their first win of the campaign. They've won here by two goals to one at Colchester.
5: I enjoyed that. I, I got a bit um, misty eyed at the fact that Tim Oglethorpe was actually excited about some t- stuff. He was so you forget how, <laughs> you, Yeah. You forget how excited he can get and how like August is still a time where you can turn things around and, and he's probably got in the back of his mind, oh, we, we're going to start turning the season around now. And you can hear in his voice, that kind of excitement. And it's a, it's a shame. <laughs> it makes you all a bit like, oh, we, we could, have, uh, could have gone somewhere from then. and. Just because the, it's noticeable in the last couple of months how it was a bit more of a, more of a slog for him, wasn't it?
6: Time for our first award of the show. Uh, and that one is signing of the season. Nominees for it are Andy Williams, Charlie Good, Junior
0: Marias. Hakim Adolphin.
6: And the winner is. Ha- Andy Williams. Did you have a sneeze, please? yeah.
7: yeah.
6: <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Andy uh, uh, can't be with us tonight. Um, but he did send this special message. So, direct quote from Andy Williams. Cheers.
3: My thoughts on the season, it's been quite disappointing, really. I really thought at the beginning of the season that we were going to do well and uh, be in the top half of the table, challenging high up. You know, that was my that was my hope. But, of course, it didn't happen with uh, Dean Austin's first few games, getting the sack. When Keith Curl came in, it looked brilliant for a while. Then it slackened off again. He's managed to sort of pull it around and keep us in a reasonable reasonably safe from relegation but that's about all he can say really isn't it That we at least we're safe you know when, when we when we finally uh, you know gained safety it was more relief than anything else so that's my my view it's a shame really I, 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 before the season started i had high hopes i'd like you to hold on to Ty cornell and andy williams and aaron pierre and um it's jordan terrible. turnbull definitely Norma williams i would want to hold on to him and obviously scott Pollard and one or two other jay williams some of the youth players try and uh, try and bring them through and uh, and develop them but uh might be a few who either want to go uh, who've perhaps you know been good servants of the club for a while but maybe You'd maybe john done their, oh, i'm Cannon, thinking of john joe and, uh, and david buchanan one or two others who, who've been brilliant for us but you know maybe it's time for them to to move on since Chris Wilder left, we've had a few managers who just haven't really delivered the goods at all. And I think Keith Curl has done done pretty well overall. Given the start that he was presented with and the squad that he inherited, I think he's done reasonably well. So, you know, I'm all in favour of seeing what players he can bring in over the summer and seeing how he can kick things off next season and hopefully uh, hopefully do, do, do well. But realistically, you'd want us to be competing hard in the top half of the table and uh, looking to get into the playoff positions or better. That's what you're hoping for.
6: Uh, Charles, just before you go on to the next section, I just wanted to check these. I know we've got a couple of these fan stroke journo interviews and reviews coming up throughout this podcast. Did you record them in a discotheque? Uh, Well,
0: funny you should say that. Oldham's ground was uh, very lively that day and very colourful. Oh, there we go.
6: Just wanted to clarify.
0: (laughs) Well, we all thought that that first win was going to be the catalyst that would see us start climbing the table. Then we drew one all with newly promoted Tranmere, lost to Wickham in the League Cup, and Cheltenham humiliated us 3-1 at Sixfields. By the time Port Vale had swept us aside by two goals to nil, the natives were restless. Green Day once sang, Wake me up when September ends. With the Cobblers not winning a single match throughout the month, the only highlight was Dean Austin going on a huge rant just minutes after the final whistle at Field Mill.
8: I'm very, very emotional. I feel, uh, I feel
1: let down uh, today, and I feel that I've let the fans down. You work, you run, you fight, you tackle, you you press, you edit, you kick it, and you fight like mad to keep the ball out of it.
8: Somewhere along the line, you know we've got to um, we've got to show some arsehole. This team was not good enough last year in League One. Facts. And I'm looking at it and going, well, I don't think that they've got the balls to want to go and play in League Two. Maybe some people think that they are better than what they really are. Results dictate everything, don't they? You know? But is another manager coming in? Are you telling me that another manager's going to come in and get something different out, out, out of that line? There. Good luck with that one.
6: Sadly for Dean Austin, the next day, uh, he became the fourth manager to fail to fill Chris Wilder's boots uh, as Kelvin Thomas sent him off to the glue factory. Uh, Well, he sacked him at least.
0: Within a matter of days, Keith Curl had sent in his cover letter and job application with a first-class stamp, we presume, attended a stringent job interview, been offered the job and accepted it, along with getting Colin West to agree to be his assistant. Cobblers. After delivering a 45-minute session probably entitled How to Play Football, the Cobblers played out a 0-0 draw against Bury.
7: Reviewed the videos, reviewed like, the, the three or four games prior to that and I was like well, I need to go, so playing against we would have had good success uh, on, the up, on the upward curve for results wise as well and we needed to get the result. Uh, again so I've come in I've gone well, didn't have a training session with the players I gave them uh, a microwave technical and tactical session uh, on a board for seven minutes about roles and responsibilities within the team framework of what was needed and what was required uh, and, and again so we've gone out we got a result that day we got a result the following day uh, then we won a couple of games and again uh, and then we needed then to, to try and push on and be more expansive uh, in our play to go and get better results uh, and again so, so with it You've got to take some risks at time.
0: So at the time, can you remember being
6: happy with that appointment, Neil? No, I wasn't. But caveat to that is I'm usually wrong when it comes to managerial appointments. Um, and actually, it, it wasn't an appointment to get the juices flowing, was it? It was... It was a safe appointment, which is obviously what we needed at the time. But I was, I was happy, um, more nonplussed
5: at the time. This was just when we started the podcast, wasn't it? Like just in that kind of, we just started it and everything kicked off. It was a great time to start a podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. It, was. <laughs> it was, everything kicked off. and I remember um having, like starting our group chats and stuff and sort of, all the rumours were flying around the next day because it was pretty quick. Like I said, Charles, it's, it, it all happened really, really quickly. And there was names like Graham Wesley being thrown around and we're like, oh, for crying oh. Out loud, let's not let's, let you know anything but Graham Wesley. Miss, and Mr. Medals. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, and Keith Cole was probably the next, the next one on the list where we thought, oh, I'm not sure about him, but um especially after his time at Mansfield, but um definitely, it wasn't a glamorous one, but um Probably not what we, we didn't need a glamorous one at the time because we were in a right load of trouble and that we needed a firefighter. And uh, seems like starting with a microwave move or whatever it was that Keith was talking about, he started to get his results, didn't he?
0: Were you sad, disappointed, gutted even that Dean Austin didn't manage to fulfill his dream of managing the cobblers?
5: Uh, no, yeah, oh uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's like an episode of Jeremy Kyle, but Ooh. maybe we can't go there. Oh, topical, <laughs> is it? What's happened?
6: <laughs> You're in the yes camp, Danny, and I'm in the no camp. So you take the, the you take the mantle and put your point across.
5: Um, yeah, I was, I was quite excited for him at the end of the season because um, he was appointed just after the end of the season, wasn't he? Last season, so and we'd seen that kind of instilled that passion and a little bit of pride coming out of the players at the end of last season and I was pretty excited for the for the new season we've seen some good friendly performances some young players coming through um, and players responding to him but just for whatever reason it just didn't work out for the first couple of months of League 2 football and I think it it slowly dawned on us all that the players weren't actually as good as we maybe thought they were for League 2 I think we all overestimated what or underestimated what we needed and it turned out that some of the players weren't league one standard or league two standard. So, um, and I did feel sorry for Dean Austin because I think he connected with the fans in a way that my manager hadn't done since Chris Wilder um, and it just it made me a little bit disappointed that it didn't work out for him yeah I'm the opposite I'm not fussed I don't
6: really care um, about Dean Austin's dream of being a manager he had a chance he didn't take it if we'd have kept him we'd have got relegated on we go
5: So, our next award is the East Stand Award for Unfinished Business. And the nominations are...
0: Ash Taylor's penalty at Cambridge United. Dean Austin's cobbler's managerial career. Kevin Van Veen's
5: 20 goals. It's a tough one. And the award goes to Dean Austin and his cobbler's managerial career. Uh, Sadly, Dean was advised by his people uh, not to join us tonight, but he did say all he needed to on Twitter about two days before.
9: So you want to know my thoughts for the season? Well, we've used many underwhelming similes, haven't we, over this season to describe Northampton Town. They're still there. You know, disappointing, underwhelming, mediocre, uh, mid table mediocrity just suits the side that we've seen so far this season. Some might say we were lucky to get it. I- I'm really looking forward to next season. There were flashes of occasions last season Forest Green at home in the final few minutes comes to mind where there was a desire by the players to fight for every ball and fight for every opportunity too little, too late and and, and not enough for them last season we need to see more of them next season now I think next season will be dramatic in one way or another it will either be a stellar season where we win the league or we get into the playoffs and we win them And a fantastically successful season Or it will be a fantastically awful season Where we're fighting to stay in the Football League I don't think mid-table mediocrity is on the radar this season Because you have a manager who absolutely wants to prove That he can get out of this league And he's bringing in players with that passion and fight that he wants Matty Warburton signing a classic example of that The guy's 27, he wants to be a full-time pro for the rest of his career, he's been semi-pro before that, so he will go 110% to make sure he has a successful season. Few more people like that who want to fight for it, and actually, that makes me more confident.
7: Glad it's over. It's been um underwhelming, let's just say, hasn't it? Um, that's the start we made, I was getting worried about busted about about relegations, but so Keith has come in, he's steadied the ship. Uh, the test for him is gonna be next season and he's gonna be judged on that, so. But right now I'm ready for a bit of summer, a bit of cricket and forget football for a while, so <laughs> I'm just, just going to wait and see what happens. I've done this over the years, I've built me up to about signing players, yeah, I really want to get him in, he's not happening, he's gone and joined someone else. Uh, just just gonna wait just wait and see really. As long as we have one of the four promotion places, that's all I'm bothered about, so I think, that's possible. I think it's what we've got to be targeted, so it's, it's- don't, don't want another season like this.
0: Never a truer word spoken. So BDK's honeymoon period was in full swing throughout October and November. A wonder goal from Kevin Van Veen helped us retain bragging rights over the best team in League Two, a.k.a. Oxford United, and then the complex Dutchman teed up Andy Williams for a last-minute winner at home to Forest Green. It was so good, a pitch invasion took place, but apparently we only do those against plastic clubs from a place one junction down the M1. (laughs)
5: And you'll all forgive us for not mentioning a defeat away at some club that are only one junction down the M1. Uh, but a 5-0 hammering of Macclesfield is far more fun to discuss, isn't it? Yes, Daddy.
6: Four first-half goals, including a Matt Crooks hat-trick, made for sublime viewing from the comforts of our homes, thanks to the good old I follow. Unfortunately for young Charles, uh, he had to watch it while getting soaked through on the terrace, didn't you, Charles?
0: Well, well it's only half an hour away
2: is Bridge, again out on the left he wriggles away from Vincente easily now then, Crooks with a shooting opportunity edge of the D, Crooks on his right foot he scored a brilliant goal Matt Crooks with a wonderful goal for Northampton Town and finally, the pressure pays off, it's Macclesfield 0 Northampton 1 Bridge, having, the, the corner having been taken, short clips it in, Foley's there, it's two the last touch was off Crooks it's a second goal for Crooks a second goal for Northampton and a second goal for Keith Curl, and it's turning into a great night under the lights for the Cobblers, it's Macclesfield nil, Northampton two he's been thoroughly professional so far and it could get even better because Powell's into the box now, he's wriggled away yeah. he's poked yeah. it in, it's three can you believe this? Daniel Powell is on the score sheets and Northampton are running riot. Powell with his first goal since February. It's Macclesfield nil, the Cobblers three, and is that game over? It's Crooks, edge of the area, twisting one when the other plants get going. That is sensational. Oh. Matt Crooks with a first half hat-trick and that goal was simply sublime. He drops away to the far side to celebrate with the Cobblers fans. He simply danced away from the defenders and arrowed a shot into the far corner. We were right behind it. We knew it was going in. That was some finish and that is game over. Well and truly, Macclesfield Town nil, Northampton Town 4. Cannon's corner, right into the near post, really good delivery, headed away, comes out to Pierre, can't squeeze it through a crowd of bodies, he can, he can, Aaron Pierre, he's poked it in, and it is Macclesfield nil, Northampton five.
6: Was that the hammering that Dean Austin alluded to? (laughs) I
0: think that's what we all said at the time, wasn't it?
6: I think it was, wasn't it? Um, after that, then, wins followed, didn't they? Uh, we beat Oldham and Crewe. And then we bashed Fulham under-23s to put us into round two of your favourite competition, Danny.
5: Ah, uh, the EFL Champions League trophy. Yes.
6: Uh, well, anyway, a few days later, League Two leaders knocked us out of the second best cup competition in Danny's world. And then the draws began.
0: Yeah, apart from a 3-1-I-follow defeat at Newport and a battling win away at Ashley Hoskins' first team of the season, Crawley, the Cobblers ended 2018 with a staggering seven draws.
5: And uh, yeah, thankfully January had arrived and BDK had his first transfer window, so we're all re- rejoiced that he's finally got a chance to bring in his own players. Uh, no one mentioned Marvin Sordell. Who?
4: But it falls down for Archie Paul, who drills the ball towards the target, into the net... Oh, Theo Archibald, brace cobbler's hearts for the goal in the fourth and final minute of stoppage time. Yeah, that is Bridge. Yes, get in. Jack Bridge with his second goal in cobbler's colours. Holy, uh, back now to Bridge. Who yes, for finish. Jack Bridge's second in the afternoon. Bridge flicks it forward. Barras through here for 3-0. Barras off the side of the penalty. Yes, oh, great goal. Judy Barras off the bench and among the goals. Heads towards goal against the angle of post and bar. The yes, of Aaron Pierre The skipper scores with a left foot half volley. Cambridge inside the penalty area. Cambridge play goes to ground. Brown with the shot. That's going to be the equaliser. Oh, right at the end of the first half, Cambridge equalised. Moraz controls it. Back to back to shot his blocked, but he falls for Moraes Yes, and he scores. Judy Moraz, two and two. But the Cobbers once again really under the cosh. He's whipped into the far post. Cornell stays on his line. And into the back of the net. Equaliser for Cambridge, Northampton defending wasn't great, if the truth be told. Head away, a up by Pierre, then the volley towards the target. Pierre gets involved. and it's been turned into the back of the night by David and did. And Northampton's had a lot in this game, and now trailing by three goals to two. is down on the edge of the
2: box. Half a chance now!
4: And across the face of the goal, that's the equaliser, and Morecambe have got themselves back on terms.
0: So that January transfer window, then we saw some new heroes emerge, didn't we, Neil? Did we? Do. Did we? <laughs> 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 Well, Timmy Max-Helsnick came in with a great pedigree, scored some wonder goals for Derby's under-23 team that we'd all seen on YouTube, um, and also, of course, scored against us in that 4-0 defeat at Mansfield. He scored on his debut for us, didn't he, old Timmy? We did. Didn't see him since, did we? (laughs) No, no, he disappeared. (laughs) I don't know what happened to him. Our first signing, though, was a a young lad from Brighton on his way back from a, a horrendous injury, George Cox.
6: Uh, he actually did, did look to have a bit about him, didn't he? I thought, um, sadly got injured and was never seen again until the last final game, wasn't it? Or the last couple of games of the season?
0: Yeah, I don't think he played in the last game of the season, did he? But he was definitely a part of the team towards the end of the year. Um, I remember me and you were at the game against, um, was it Colchester? And he had a wicked free kick. um and And corner and and. I mean, it was the only good thing about that game, wasn't it? Really? Yes. Yeah. About it
6: was about that, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. In the end, uh, BDK had to pull Cox off, didn't he? Because of the injury. Um, who else did we sign in January? Chris Goode. Charlie Goode. Chris. Goude. Charlie Goode. His brother's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
0: Charlie Goode or Good? We never really did decide which way around it was, did we? Charlie good day.
5: Great- <laughs> He's like the Australian person. <laughs> <laughs> one of the great podcast debates. Yeah. The world. <laughs> he was
6: good. He was a good addition, wasn't he? He was about the only one successful of that, that January window. I don't know. Joe he Powell was, was yeah. quite good in the end. Was he?
5: He flashes, I think, would say. You be careful.
0: He might have been that person in the gym in Northampton that we've all read about this week.
6: Oh, yeah. The,
5: the mystery <laughs> towel. Thing, <laughs> I thought that was Neil. It does. It just strikes me as strange as that happens, and then Neil flies off to America.
6: Well, mm. I mean, I was already in
5: America. It's not like well, I, <laughs> I nipped, the, I nipped to the gym and me. then thought, oh, <laughs> <laughs> need to leg it to
6: America. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear, right. Joe Powell, no,
5: no flashes, flashes of. I wouldn't even call it genius, flashes of one. um, There was one bit of genius, wasn't there?
6: That that goal he scored, which was absolutely, as they say in football circles, a worldie. Mm. Indeed.
0: Um, There wasn't anyone else, was there? Marvin Sordell, does he count? There was who, sorry? Marvin Sordell. Did we have him on loan?
6: Yeah, he was here. No, oh, I don't remember that. Strange. He, was even on, he, was, he was on the pitch quite a lot Charles but it, he, you're definitely forgiven for not realizing don't worry he didn't do much
0: probably seems like an ideal time to head off to our next award, um, which is for Podcast Gaff of the Year, as voted for you, our loyal audience, uh, on Twitter. Um, When we first started making this show, our intention was to be informative as well as entertaining, I think. (laughs) Turns out sometimes we get things wrong, and this award celebrates those mistakes. So the nominees are... Danny bringing Bruce Forsyth back to life. Neil, trying to pronounce Joe Inchefano. Charles, thinking Latvians play for Serbia. And the winner is... Neil, for trying to pronounce Joe Inchefano. Well done to you, Neil. Well done.
5: Uh, yes, Very, very proud. Can we get a quick Inchefano? Yes, Dave.
10: After a nightmare start, I, I, I think we've done all right in the end. I think Keith's come in and, and done his remit, and he? he's he? He's kept us up. Um, you know, Dean Austin, it wasn't a... You know, if we had a half-decent start, we should have been pushing for the uh, at least the playoffs um, if not the automatics and it's disappointing that you know when we beat Newport a few weeks ago we went two places above them and today they've got a chance of, of going into uh, the playoffs so uh, yeah disappointing I think needs a real good clear out in the summer which sounds like he's going to have and uh, it's next year I'd really like to see Charlie Good if he can sign in full time but it depends on what's going to happen at Scunny depending on that you know, I think another striker, definitely, if he, if he gets this, this lad from Stockport that is in the, uh, the rumour to be, we definitely need a, a midfield general to, to play, possibly another couple of fullbacks. So really through that whole spine of the, of the team, really. I would hope that we could, you know, really challenge for for, for playoffs, if not automatic. But you know, other teams, um, you know, the teams that don't um, get up this year, they're obviously going to be strong teams to, to play. And and yeah, there's uh, a lot of things to to get sorted out right. within the club, not just uh, on the on the playing front. But yeah, quietly confident. But that's being a cobbler,
11: isn't it? Don't think there's any getting away from the fact it's been a disappointing season for the Cobblers um, although having said that I do think Keith Cobb done a decent job since he took over given where they were before he came in and everything that's gone before over the last couple of years um, the football's not been great and it's not been that entertaining but mid-table looked a long way off at various points during the season um, the fact he's got them there without too much stress I think is to be commended um, although obviously now it's all about moving on to sort of phase two of his time in the club and that's going to be this summer and I expect there to be plenty of comings and goings. He's obviously already le- released quite a few players um, and a few more will probably go and many will come in and yeah I'm hoping to see plenty of energy and pace and just a whole freshness to the squad. I think it needs a, a, a total sort of makeover um, and I think we'll get that this summer and yeah I just think by the time uh, August comes around we'll have a pretty much a new look squad and a new look team.
5: So, with, uh, with January yielding only a single win...
0: It's surprising how good Jack Bridge is in his natural position, isn't it?
5: It is, it is indeed. Uh, so February couldn't really come quick enough. BDK made several signings, as we mentioned, during the transfer window, including uh, George Cox, Joe Powell and Timmy Max Elsnick. Uh and It's understood that one of the most important questions asked of those new signings was...
0: Can you play it right wing back?
5: Charlie Good arrived on loan from Scunthorpe to bolster the defence um, after Leon Barnett unfortunately had to retire due to a heart condition and there was a striker as well I think Uh, no idea who that was Uh, nope
6: nope, no idea anyway our next award is for right wing back of the year Uh, a few to choose from on this one Kevin Van Veen Samuel Tobias Hoskins Daniel Powell Billy Waters David Buchanan (laughs) Neil Edgerton (laughs) Keith Pipe down Danny Right the award Colin West It's not Colin West No Right (laughs) Duncan Spedding. Right band Get out (laughs) This is an important one Um, And And the award Goes to Just a reminder This is for Right wing Back uh, And that The award goes to David Buchanan (laughs) it doesn't it goes to Kevin Van Bean uh, poor old complex Kevin a talented striker no doubt about it but a right wing back he most certainly is not uh, along with Matt Crooksy Crooks Kevin left the club during the January transfer window deciding he wanted to go back to living around the corner from work in Scunthorpe again uh, look forward to seeing you next season Kevin <laughs> uh, he, uh, he also sent us uh, this nice message Thank you.
8: Thank you. Cool. It started off uh, pretty well, actually. The football looked really good and uh, losing to Lincoln was a real disappointment. Um, and the first few games, we just played all the football. We got no results. And of course, obviously, Dean Austin paid for that with his job. But uh, since then, uh, Keith Kirk come in and well, he's saved off the relegation fight. Uh, he got rid of two guys who didn't want to be here high and high earners. And he's brought the academy players through. And I think that's three massive ticks in the box. And people say that he's been tinkering around. No, he actually explained why he was doing it. And people have missed that. He was trying... To our existing players in different positions with different tactics, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. But he was really trying to see what we've got. And people are saying, "Kid curl out. Why? Why? Give him a chance, for goodness sake. We can't keep chopping and changing managers. We must cost a small fortune to pay off these guys. I want us to have a good start, because if we don't have a good start, the food boys are going to get on his back all the time, put pressure on the chair. Man, we just got to get a couple of good results at home Because I'm fed up with the doom mongers at home And I love the away games I go to just about every single away game I think I've only missed two this season And it's far better atmosphere The players react better Everyone reacts better But flipping at home, the boo boys They just get on my wick Been bit exciting Hopefully we get the win today It doesn't really mean anything
11: today, but still get the win. Um, What are you looking for? What do
0: you you want to happen in the summer? Any players you want to see go, see stay?
11: Uh, We want John Joe to stay, to be honest. Keep John Joe to stay. Um, Do you you want folks to stay? Yeah, Buchanan, Junior. Aaron? Aaron, yeah, a lot of them to stay. I don't really want to see any of them to leave. You don't? but I feel a like few of them are going to leave <laughs> yeah. what do you want to happen next season where do you want
0: us to finish uh, top of the league February began where January had ended A deflating 4-0 home defeat to Colchester was met by boos at the final whistle. The 4,000 Cobblers fans weren't too happy either. Needless to say, we weren't expecting much when just three days later, BDK named Sam Hoskins as the lone striker against the Tranmere side who boasted the league's top scorer in their ranks.
4: This is Hoskins getting away from the defender. Hoskins is the way here, one-on-one. On one. Here's a job for the Cobblers very early on. Hoskins scored, yes! Super finish from Sam Hoskins inside the first two minutes of the contest. Oh, that's a wonderful goal from the uh, attacking midfielder. Got away from a challenger midfield and the pace, and he kept his head, kept on running, and blast the ball home right-footed. Sam Hoskins gives the Cobbles a perfect start here on Merseyside. side. Rovers nil, Northampton Town one. Picked up now by uh, Connor Jennings. That's a nice ball to Caprice. Caprice keeps it in play across the six-yard box. And into the net at the back post. And Tremere equalised the whips in cross by Caprice. And it's finished by who else? Who else but uh, the prolific and the very hard-to-stop James Norwood arriving at the back post from the whipping cross to score... Oh, referee, where's the halftime whistle? Well, you can, you can actually you can delay it now because the Cobbers have possession with Hoskins who it goes back to Taylor who digs it out and finds Buchanan. Looks for Buchanan. Anyone that's near side? Buchanan beaten in the air but it falls kindly for Turnbull. Turnbull through the middle third. He's been held up, plays it back to Taylor. Taylor goes for a pass which is excellent. He finds Buchanan. Here's a chance for the Cobbers later in the first half. Buchanan's still advancing, crossing in. Hoskins in. with the victim. was a target. it's into the net! Oh my word, what a fantastic goal by Sam Hoskins! The cross by Buchanan and the flick over his shoulder by Sam Hoskins evades the keeper and loops into the back of the net Hoskins scores for the second time tonight at the start of the first half and now right at the end of the first half and the Cobbers retake the lead on Merseyside Tramere Rovers 1, Northampton Town 2 uh, Cornell takes a long time goal. Goal. there goes the final whistle Tranmere Rovers 1, Northampton Town 2 just when they needed a big win
5: Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, lads. I'm just watching it for the millionth time. It's got it saved on my phone. What a goal that was. I mean... It was pretty special, in fairness. You say the word worldie gets banded around a bit too much these days, but that is the moment of the season for me. Big call. Moment of the season. Very big call. I wondered what you were doing, uh,
6: Danny, then, with all that noise. wonder what was going on. Um, <laughs> I've got it on a loop. All right good <laughs> Uh are in the playoff final aren't they they are yes who would have thought that at the time when little Sammy Hoskins was putting them to the sword
5: certainly not Danny Danny yeah sorry I was watching it again
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay well let's just move on to our next award shall we And of course, it is, you've guessed it, the Sam Hoskins Goal of the Season Award. Again, this was down to you, our lovely listeners on Twitter. And the nominees are Kevin Van Veen versus Oxford, Sam Hoskins versus Tranmere, Joe Powell versus Newport, Sam Hoskins again, this time versus Oldham. And the award goes to Sam Hoskins for his goal at Tranmere, obviously. Now, Sam wasn't able to attend tonight's recording, but having known he would win this award from the moment the ball flicked off his heel, he asked Danny to send us this message.
5: Cheers.
1: For me, honestly, it has just been the most boring, forgettable nine months of my life. (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going I'm to say goodbye to many players today. Uh, good riddance, really. Um, I'm guessing, you know, Sean Williams, Scott Pollock. Um, I'd be happy to have another 15th finish, you know, next season. If we had Scott Pollock, Sean Williams, a few of the youth, a few new players, that would do me. Um, I'm, I'm sick of journeymen. I'm sick of them. There's no ambition there at all. Fifteenth place. Well, yeah, well, yeah. There's no, yeah. There's no ambition in, in my in my fifteenth place prediction. But I'd rather have fifteenth place with players like that that are Northampton-born and bred that care, rather than fifteenth position with a bunch of people who, who don't care about the club, and, and I don't care about them. <laughs>
12: Well, the season starts with real optimism, of course. They put on the real fight in that League One relegation battle, narrowly went down, obviously, but Dean Austin was the popular choice and looked like the right choice to lead the club straight back up again. On paper, they had a very, very good squad going into the first part of the season, and do you know what? They even started well. The performances were there, weren't they? They were playing some nice football, but the results weren't, crucially, and when it got to the Mansfield game and they lost 4-0 and they got rid of Dean Austin, it, it always felt like damage limitation from that moment on, when Keith Curl uh, came in, steadied the ship, he almost had a free hit didn't he, had a look at his players throughout the whole season, flirted with the playoffs with occasion but it was another season that flattered to deceive and there's nothing you could have asked more from really as soon as Dean Austin went and Curl was brought in that was the end of any ambition, real ambition for getting out of League 2 this season. It's an interesting summer though, isn't it? Because we've already seen a lot of players go, a lot of players on the transfer list. It's the first time in the first couple of years that a manager is really going to overhaul the squad because coming into this season the last few seasons, it's been four managers worth of players, isn't it really? So it would be really interesting to see what Keith Cale does in the transfer window this summer and crucially as well he can't complain that he doesn't have a squad in his image going into the next season. So expectations will be high again and the pressure will start to creep on curl if the results don't come his way but I expect them to at least be challenging for the playoffs next season if curl gets if curl that's a big if of course gets all the players that he wants so
6: after that Colchester game uh, team seems the team seemed to gel a little bit didn't it and maybe started to show some of that arsehole that Dean Austin was talking about (laughs) We had a very credible draw away at Lincoln. Then we had uh, Sam Hoskins' heroics at Tranmere, followed up by wins against Stevenage, Crewe, Exeter and Newport. And all those results had everyone believing, didn't they, that Tim Oglethorpe had perhaps been right all along and maybe we could make the playoffs.
5: Yeah, that was it. Where We came away from that game against Newport. Uh, 90th minute goal, wasn't it? And we all thought, oh, here we go. He might actually be right. So... Off we went to Cheltenham and uh, unfortunately a young Ryan Hughes was thrown into the deep end, given his debut in defence and uh, instantly welcomed into the football league by Tyrone Barnett. Uh, we've not seen or heard anything about Ryan since that day in Gloucestershire. Uh, we presume that Tyrone took him home and just put him in his pocket and kept him there. So um, if he could give him back, we'd be very appreciative.
0: Yeah, if the playoff dream wasn't already over, it was a week later when 10-man Port Vale managed to come back from 1-0 down to claim all three points at Sixfields. With only six games left in the season, only six wins would do.
4: One go, Notts County, shot from distance. And then a second shot from distance. <laughs> oh, it's a super strike on the Fulton Midfield mix pulling onto Hoskins. Hoskins turns, shooting chance. Hoskins goes, the goal. It's going to be 1-1. Yes. It is. And Daniel Powell puts Northampton Town oh, level. Man. Buchanan will leave it for Hoskins. Hoskins drills it. Yeah. he breaks it in. Northampton Town lead. This is Stead at the other end, crossing the ball into the back post. That's 2-2. And that's County Hour
8: back on turns. Benning
4: into the near post. It goes. Quick on towards the goal. And into the net score with their first attack of the contest. I think Cobb pose already four. That's decent. And, is, is. and the Cobb equaliser from Sam Foley. And at last, one of those training ground moves works. And now a bit more space for Turnbull, advancing towards the penalty area. Crossing in left. Goal. That's a great job. Get oh, Forward by Stevens And Smith is away here. Oh, no, oh. side flag. for yeah. 1-1. Oh. And it is. Back by Pals. one in on 1-1. 2-1. Pals score. Doral from so deep inside he's it's on Harbour's lost possession this nice. must be 3-1 Daniel Powell clean through he's going to pass to Marais he does Marais scores Barry losing possession again by trying to play out and they could be in trouble here Barry. this is folding on this near side with the right foot cross gets it it's Lexington. and a by and the covers lead Andy Williams achieved double figures for the season advantage being played here comes uh, Adams with the cross running for the penalty real choice for Warren Warren, Warren. here's now Mayer turns towards goal, goes inside Foley, clear shooting charge. <laughs> this is Adams for Berry. Adams on the charge. Right foot cross of the penalty. <laughs> Abrahams left footed. And he scores. Full cool penalty. And it's two 0 to And the cobblers undone at the back. Some lax defending. And there was Jake Gray nipping him from the right wing.
1: That's cross it first time. Deflected on his way in. Oh no!
0: An own goal from Omar Sawumny. And it's Powell and it's 2-2. Who can forget Pete Walton's enthusiasm <laughs> as co-commentator? I love that.
5: With nothing to play for. He popped up more recently, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah, on the BT, wasn't it? With
6: as much enthusiasm. <laughs> Was it an ice cream he had? <laughs> what did he have in his hand? <laughs> I don't think he had an ice cream, did he? Yeah, he had something. He was eating something, wasn't he? He was very excited. It was the Spurs game, wasn't it? It was, yeah. At Ajax, I like like Pete Walton. I like Pete Walton. Maybe we'll get him on as a guest. Maybe.
0: I mean, I'd I'd like to see Pete Walton doing a Mike Dean. I don't know about you two.
6: (laughs) I'd like to see that. let's
5: get it. Make it happen. Let's make it happen. Right,
6: let's move on. So three draws, a win and a loss weren't good enough and the mighty Cobblers had to settle for being mediocre at best. Uh, We completed the double over Macclesfield, uh, but draws against the two teams destined for the drop, Notts
0: County and Yeovil,
6: ruined any chance of us Cobblers fans being happy.
5: Yeah, so uh, moving on to one of the most anticipated awards um, ever. Um, This is our penultimate award of the evening, um, and it celebrates the best bits of the uh, 2018-19 season uh, there's the nominations of course for the ash taylor award for the most ambitious moment of the season the nominations are
0: ash taylor's 45 yard strikes danny's prediction of sam hoskins reaching double figures tim oglethorpe's constant belief of reaching the playoffs the trust wanting to buy the football club for one pound
5: And the winner is, of course, Ash Taylor for every long-distance Ash,
0: For some reason, I don't know why, Ash didn't accept his invite to attend this evening, but he did send this message. Bye, Ash. Bye, Ash. Bye.
6: See you, Ash. Bye.
1: (laughs) It's not that go, is it?
7: Basically, I mean, it, it was disappointing, it was underwhelming, and... Most frustratingly of all for people who go to the PTS every other week. is It was it was pretty dull football throughout, really. I mean, there were flashes um, of what the team was capable of, but uh, they weren't sustained for long enough. Um, as for the actual performances on the park, I mean, once Keith Curl came in, there were glimpses of the capability of the team. There was a couple of winning runs where, where hopes were raised amongst the fans that perhaps the team could end up in the top seven or at least challenge him for the top seven but it um, didn't materialise, the, the runs didn't go long enough and it ultimately it just proved the team and squad wasn't good enough to sustain that sort of challenge so uh, again, as I say, it, was, it ended up disappointingly but there's always another season, as they say Keith Curl, once he came in and replaced Dean Austin I, I thought he, he was brought in to do a job and he, he did that job, I mean, he, he was brought in to make sure that the team didn't get relegated from the Football League And you know, you look at it and you think, at least we're not county. You know, I mean, what what a disaster for that club. Curl's come in and he's made sure that's not happened to Northampton. So he should be praised for that. And he's done it comfortably as well. Listening to him and and talking to him pre-match, listening to his post-match interviews, it's clear he's not happy with the, the, the squad he inherited. Uh, not just ability wise but mentality wise as well and, and the hunger and desire he, he keeps referring to so it's going to be a some rebuilding job over the summer I think. Obviously with the, the eight players being released, three transfer listed and just the seven senior players plus the youngsters that are there. I mean there are some good players at the club and there's, there's things to look forward to and I think with Curl he knows League 2 inside out he he knows the players he knows exactly who he wants and he has been working for months now on the players he wants to bring in for next season so I expect to see Quick signings. Let's so be signings made early. Um, he will leave space in the squad for for latecomers, people who become available later in the summer, and and the odd loan signing as well. But I do expect the bulk of his business to be done quickly, and I expect he'll be be bringing in players with that hunger and the desire and the winning mentality. Uh, he he constantly refers to to make sure that the foundations he also constantly refers to are in place for the club to be the team to be successful next season I expect him to bring in players uh, to give the team a really strong spine in um, centre midfield obviously central defence is already well looked after and then I'll be looking at him to bring in hopefully players with a bit of creativity a bit of flair um, and once again a bit, of, a bit of width to the team a bit of attacking flair down the flanks the um, sign of Matty Warburton suggests that's what he's looking at um, and hopefully he can he can bring it in and bring those players in because as I say it's not been good to watch at the PTS for the last two or three seasons so hopefully he'll be able to bring in the players he wants, get the players he wants and then people when they turn up at the PTS every, every other week can be entertained again because to be honest it's been a while.
0: So as we approach the final whistle of this week's podcast, there is just time to look back on some of our favourite moments from the 2018-19 season.
6: No, no, there isn't, Charles. Uh, We're not going to do that. Uh, you've already made us relive a large percentage of it and I'm already losing the will to live so no (laughs) we're not going to do that are we let's be honest fair
0: enough scrap that then Uh, the season ended with a seven goal thriller at Boundary Park as the Cobblers ran out 5-2 winners over Neil Eagerton's Oldham Athletic
6: (laughs) 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 this
0: football club always likes to make us believe the next season will be the one don't they and who knows maybe it will
5: Maybe it will um, and so I think it's about time to give our final award uh, and it's for the podcast player of the year the nominees are Aaron Pierre David Cornell Sam Foley
6: Andy Williams and the winner is are you ready boys born ready Neil born ready is it Ash it's not Ash, unfortunately. Despite his form not dipping throughout the season, he's, he's been pipped to the award this time by Aaron Pierre. Yeah. that That round of applause sums up the season <laughs> nicely, Danny. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Aaron sent us this message. Cheers.
0: So that is the end of this week's show. Congratulations to all the winners tonight. I'm sure the after party is going to be amazing. There's just time to thank all of you, our listeners, for helping make this first season of the podcast a huge success. Over the next few weeks, we will be releasing some slightly different episodes that we hope you enjoy. For now, though, it's thanks from myself, Danny and Neil. Thanks. Cheers. This is It's All Cobblers to me. And we're all off to wait for the fixtures to be announced. Goodbye.
5: Bye, Ash. Super Sammy Hoskins. Ah.
0: Other awards handed out this evening. Team of the season, as voted for by the Cobblers to me Facebook followers, went to Northampton Town ladies team. Podcast Follower of the Year went to Mike Fuller. Squad player with best hair, as awarded by Keith Curl, was won by Jordan Turnbull. It's All Cobblers to Me is a vibrant sound media production for the fans of Northampton Town Football Club. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.